Welcome back to the To Be Better bonus cast. Doing a bonus cast today. I have received a lot of emails and um, messages about doing a, a show on the way of the gentleman. And uh, after I went to the gym this morning, I typed up three pages of shit so that we can have a long, in-depth conversation of things that I believe that make you a gentleman. This has no rhyme or reason to it. Things are very, like, just scattered all over the place because it's literally my thoughts as I'm going typing them out. Right. She's here with us so that I have somebody to look at and talk to while I'm doing this, even though a lot of this is just going to be me reading off this paper. Mm-hmm. And she is putting on her makeup. So in the event that you guys see her doing all of that over there, she's covering for one of our managers tonight. So she's accommodating me more than anything at this point. <clears throat> just like being in the same room as you. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, so... Uh, just jump right into this, I guess. Things that I believe that make a man a man or a gentleman, if you want to call it that. Uh, first and foremost is to be a protector, provider, and leader. I preach this constantly. Protect, provide, preside uh, is a, a phrase coined by the Art of Man, um, the Order of Man by Ryan Mickler. Uh, we're going to get into some of his stuff later on. A lot of good information there. But um, because that is the key things, in my opinion, the first three things that makes a man a man is being able to protect, provide, and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a, a big part of the beginning of this. So... As much as I would like to just spit fire things off the top of my head, I am going to read these paragraphs and I hope that they are coherent <laughs> because I was speedball typing trying to get all this out of my brain. So first and foremost, the safety of your loved ones come first. Um, you should always be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you know where the exits are, making sure that you can identify threats and capable men in social settings. That's super important because in the event that you are not able to get your family out of a scenario finding other capable men that will run towards danger and defend is going to increase your likelihood of survival. Go ahead. So what would you say like for a man who's trying to learn this kind of thing, what she, what should he look for in other men to know like I'm safe with that guy? Um, so that's kind of a, 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 my answer that's going to be different than others. What do you look for when you walk into a room? I look for anybody that I can ascertain who's been to prison. Mm -hmm. Um, I look for veterans. I look for bikers and people that I might think are Leo's. Any, any of those things, because I know that your um, situational awareness for people who have been incarcerated is a lot higher than the general public's. Y- right. You have to learn that while you're locked up. Veterans, same thing. It's a survival mode. Uh, bikers are a lot more aware of their surroundings. They're constantly scanning rooms, and obviously Leos are trained for that. It's their job. What is a Leo? Law enforcement officer. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> so in my, that's what I'm looking for. Right. You know, I'm not necessarily looking for the biggest guy in the room. Uh, if I see somebody in the room that's got cauliflower ears, I'm going to recognize that as somebody that's going to jump into a foray because dude, he has, he, you know, hand to hand combat training. Right. So those are things that I, I look for. It may be different for other people and I'm going to look for, for good old boys. If I can find a Southern man, like a true Southern man, mm-hmm. that's my, that's my go-to first Yeah. because good old boys don't fuck around. Like, Mm-mm. you know, so that, that's me. Um, I also believe the most effective way to keep people safe is to not be there when things start going south. So in the event that you see things starting to go wrong, get your family and get out. I don't care how much training you have. I don't care if you think you're John Wick. If you are able to remove your family and yourself from a situation before things get bad, that is the ultimate form of safety. It's passive. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it cowardly if that makes you feel better about it. But if you can get your family out of there before things go bad, they are safe. I would rather that be done than, you know, us witnessing a super traumatic event where right. you have to step in and yep. potentially die or go to prison. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, in that thing, there are other things that you can do to show your woman that you're um, 
a gentleman, and, and this kind of just jumps all over the place, so I apologize. And, and I wrote on here, open doors, pull out chairs, make sure that your partner knows that they are safe. Small things that can do this is simply walking over to their side of the car when it's dark um, before they get out of, before they get out of it. And, and this is super simple because we went to see Avatar 2 the other night. We did. And we pulled in. It was like 830 at night, which was way dark already because it gets dark at 5 now because it's stupid daylight savings. Mm-hmm. But when we pulled in the parking lot, I was like, don't get out of the car. And I got out of the car and I walked around and opened the door for you. I did two, killed two birds with one stone. I, I was a gentleman and I opened the car door and I made sure that you were safe. Yeah. So knowing that no one could grab you in the parking lot because I was over there is a, a safety. But it's also kind of bullshit because we were in a fucking mall parking lot and it was me and you together. If you were by yourself, the likelihood of you being grabbed becomes much higher. But I, I truly believe that there's nobody waiting in a parking lot for you to get out of a car when we're together. I do that. It's still a form oh, of safety. Yeah. But I think that <clears throat> there are people that are going to be like, well, what's the likeliness of that happening? So I figured I would just kill that before somebody else got to it. I don't care what the likeliness is. If it's like a 0.5% chance. Right. I do not want that 0.5% chance to happen. Why not just take the extra step step to ensure that she's safe? Right. Um, Gas stations and rest stops are dangerous for women. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about that. They are super dangerous for women. Every time I walk into a public restroom, like when we're driving to Tennessee or something, I have a panic attack. Yeah. Is it because they're dirty? Because they're (laughs) dirty. I don't know who's in there. I don't know what people have on them. Right. Like if I get out of the bathroom before you do, I don't want to just be fucking standing there. When has that ever happened? It's never happened. Right. You know why? Because I won't even wash my hands in gas station bathrooms. I pee and get the fuck out of there. I got a clean thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not peeing on myself. Right. But I know that in the event that I get caught up and you get out there before me, there is a moment of unsafeness in my brain. So I don't care if that makes me have dirty hands. I appreciate it. It is what it is. We've both touched it. So it's not like. Um, I think it's super important when you're in those situations to keep women in your line of sight, look out for other women around you as well. Even if they aren't your woman, women should go upstairs first and go down second. Uh, so in the event of a trip, you can catch them. They should walk on the inner part of the sidewalk away from traffic. Elevators are dangerous as well. And you should step in first and step out first. That's in case in the event that there is a threat in the elevator or a threat waiting when you get out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, this also corresponds to going in and out of buildings, especially at nighttime, into a dark street or into a dark parking lot. Um, I wrote down in here, ladies first is a good rule unless you're walking out of a building onto a dark street. So um, same logic applies here as the elevator. Uh, your woman should order her food first when you eat out um, unless you have been granted the ability to order food for her. Although I believe this is an outdated thing. Some women may like that. You got to talk to them about it. But do not eat your food until she has her food on the table. Let her start eating first. When the waiter comes, and this is a me thing. This this line is purely a me thing. When we go out to eat mm-hmm. and somebody comes to the table and says, how's the food? I let you answer that question every time Yeah. because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to eat regardless. They right. could completely ruin my food and I'm going to thank the waiter. I'm going to eat that. That's just the way it is. Like I've gotten so accustomed to eating shitty food in my lifetime that I'm going to eat it regardless. Right. I, I may not like it. It's going down. Um, unless they really mess my food up and then obviously I'll say something, but for the most part, I'm just going to accept what's in front of me and I'm going to eat it. So I let her answer those questions because if we are out to eat, we are out to eat because I want you to have a good time. So it's important to me that you are getting a good meal and that you are enjoying your, your, your process there. Um, maintain her vehicle. This one gets me a lot of shit on TikTok, and I don't care what anybody says. If you are making sure that her vehicle is well-maintained, putting gas in the car, making sure the tires are are checked, making sure the oil's good, um, window wiper fluid, like all of that, 
you are maintaining a safe vehicle for your woman and your family to ride around in. And I, I can do all of that. I did all that by myself for a very long time. That's actually on here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have princess hands and I like my hands staying soft and feminine. So if I don't have to do something nitty gritty and I have a man to do it. Are you saying you don't want to go out there and change your oil and bust your knuckles all up trying to, to do things? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, show her if she doesn't know how to do these things as maintenance is a safety concern and the knowledge should be had by all. And when she knows it, make sure that she doesn't have to utilize it unless she insists on it or there is an emergency and you are not there to aid. Um, these are all super simple content, concepts. It shows that she's important to you. It shows that she's safe. And mo- most importantly, it shows that you are a capable protector and that is what a lot of women want most women will will flat out tell you that they want a man that's going to protect them um i don't know i've had a lot of women say that they've been scared to admit that they want a man to protect them and provide for them and stuff scared to admit right but they do yeah yeah i just wanted to interject that just i i think that that's important too there's nothing wrong with that you know, we, I, I get people in the comment sections on my TikToks every time I make videos like this where women are like, I am capable of defending myself. Are you? If somebody put chloroform over your face and you're out in seconds, are you capable? If somebody drugs you or sticks something in your neck and you're unconscious, are you capable? Because I can tell you that if I'm unconscious, I'm not fucking capable of anything. Because I'm unconscious. Right. There's also certain situations like scenarios that I wake up, make up in my mind. I know I can defend myself to a certain extent. Right. If someone is holding, can I say gun? Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if someone's holding a gun to my head, I do not know how to react fast enough to disarm that person. Nobody does. Right. There's unless nothing you, I can do. Unless you've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of training. Right. And even then that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's why you have another person with you in scenarios like this, because it is a lot easier to shoot a threat when I don't have a gun to my head. Right. Um, Ryan Mickler has something that he calls the 13 virtues. They are self-reliance, intentionality, discernment, wisdom, ownership, strength, humility, integrity, conviction, self-awareness, discipline, mastery, and courage. Those 13 things, in my opinion, is what makes a man a man. Um, He goes into them in depth in his book called Sovereignty. I highly suggest that you guys read that book. Um, I personally hold some of these things higher than others in terms of like rankings, but I do believe that all, all 13 of those things are very important things to adhere to if you want to be a good man. Um, and I specifically say a good man there because if you adhere to those values and you, you truly hold on to those virtues and maybe even make them core values for yourself, you will be a good man. Um, a man should be physically fit and capable. I'm going to catch a ton of shit for that. I'm not saying that every man needs to be Bruce Lee, but if you can't run a mile, that's a problem. If a man can't carry me out of a burning building, that's a problem. Right. Um, I I think that I could run a mile. I would be miserable at the end of it because I'm still a relatively big guy. My cardio sucks currently. Right. I can own that. <laughs> um, but I am physically strong enough that if I had to carry you and jog a mile, I'm, I'm fairly certain that I, I could do it. You would just do it out of sheer determination to keep me safe. Probably. I would do it out of pure stubbornness. I'd probably have a heart attack and die afterwards, but, you know, that's a mile carrying a 170-pound woman on my back trying to run. The thought of that just sucks. <laughs> does, I'm getting yeah. winded thinking about that. <laughs> um, so you should be physically fit and capable. If we let ourselves go, uh, we stop training our body. Oftentimes, it starts to affect our minds. Your physical fitness correlates with your mental health. 
if you have a, a grasp on physical fitness, your mental health will improve, period. Once you start getting physically fit and yeah. you start eating properly, your mental health is going to improve exponentially because your gut health has direct correlation with your mental health. Those two things will fix your depression. It will fix all of your self-esteem issues. It will fix your sex drive. Oh my God, everything that you need to do starts with your physical fitness. If you are obese and there are tons of medical problems going on in your body, get your physical health in order. Right. And for the people who want to say, well, it's not that easy to do. No, we, it's not. We both have been over 300 pounds. Yeah. It sucks. It does suck, but it's it's totally plausible. It is not an impossible feat right. to achieve a physical. No, it's not impossible. I want to say epitome, but that's not the word. Yeah. It's definitely not impossible. It just sucks. I would love to eat cheeseburgers and french fries every meal of the oh day God. for the rest of my life. I miss waffles. I I, I could live without that. I could live without pancakes. I could live without brownies. If I could eat cheeseburgers and french fries every single meal for the rest of my life and not gain weight, game on. We should go back to that place in Venice. <laughs> Brew burger. Oh, God. Mm. Um, being able to keep our physical health will coincide. Okay, I said that. Um, we should be trying to grow physically, mentally, and spiritually every single day. Even if it's a small margin of progress that um, happens, that consistency every single day is going to make you um, a whole lot better in the future and adhering to these things is just, I think, a necessary thing to be a good man, to be a healthy gentleman. Those things are, are, are mandatory. Um, I have other things that I think that are important to discuss when it comes to being a good man, keeping your word at all costs. If you break that word, you cannot be trusted and without trust, you have nothing. That is the overall arcing foundation of who you are as a person because if I say something to you and you can't take me for what I've said, we have no foundation at all Right. because communication is everything. Mm -hmm. And without trust, communication means nothing. So if you tell someone you're going to do something, come hell or high water, you get it done. Um, the next part of that comes down to um, under committing and overperforming. If you tell someone you're going to do something, overperform on that. Like, right. mm -hmm. And the example I gave you this when we were talking about it earlier is if you have a job and your boss says, hey, we have a Friday deadline, and in your head you go, I could have this done by Wednesday. Keep your mouth shut. Say, I got you, boss. I'll have it done by Friday no matter what. Turn that paper in or that project in on Wednesday. Make sure that it's done properly and to the best of your ability, and you you are now overperforming on something you knew you could do anyways. So you undercommit and overperform. If you tell somebody you're going to help them move, find a hand. Get one of your buddies to come and help. You are, you are committing yourself, undercommitting. I will be there. No problem. I got you. And then you're overperforming by bringing an extra set of hands. Um, there's a lot of things that go all into that. Um, you can look into that more if you feel the need, but that, I think that's kind of all-encompassing. Um, if someone tells you a secret, you take it to the grave, even if they become your enemy. Divulging that secret, even in a time of conflict, will show you are a man without honor. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I have seen people put people on blast that used to be like lovers or best friends or longtime companions that have a small falling out and then everything falls apart, ends up on social media, people bashing each other, giving out all the dirty secrets. You see that all over Facebook now. like Constantly. <laughs> if somebody trusts you or confides in you and gives you the dirty of their life, no matter how you feel about them in the future, you take that secret to the grave. Yep. Um, anything worth having, uh, anything that is worth having will not come easy. A man knows that to be successful in anything in life, he will have to work hard for it, make sacrifices, and at times suffer. This applies to business, relationships, friendships, and everything else. Anything that comes easy must have some sort of catch or strings attached and be wary of this. If you are not willing to suffer for the things you want, you don't want them. I agree. Period. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not even going to read anything else about that one. We'll just move right on to the next one because that that was as blunt as it can get. Does my eye might does, it, does this look bad? No, okay. but not from where I'm sitting. I mean, I'm obviously not right on you, and I don't have glasses on, so but it looks fine from where I'm at. What do you guys think? Does her makeup look no. good? No. <laughs> I'm dropping shit. Can't ask not that yet. on here. Uh, know the difference between confidence and arrogance, and do not cross that line. I like that. Ego is the destroyer of everything. Ego kills talent. It kills productivity. It kills relationships. Ego is one of the biggest, in my opinion, if there was a seven deadly sin, like number eight that I could add, it would be your ego. Kill your ego. That's, um, yep. You have anything to add to that one? Okay. I mean, we see it all the time in our industry. Constantly. I know some of the best artists in the world who like could really be something if they would just check themselves and put a little bit more time into their craft and like they could really go far in the industry that, that we're in. And they think their shit doesn't stink and they won't talk to other people and they won't share ideas and there's no bouncing back and forth. And that lack of humility, because they think their shit doesn't stink, will keep them right where they are for the rest of their lives. That's how in like 10, 15, and 20 years they become nothing yeah. because they're not willing to grow. You see it in this area constantly. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, try not to judge others. This is difficult, but until you have walked in someone else's shoes, you cannot grasp their story. Remembering this in times of conflict, sorrow, and hostility may provide you with a better outcome. We get so caught up and throwing shade at people um, and being judgmental to the things that are going on that we forget that we too have been most of what those people are going through. We may have just gotten better. Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to live with that little bit of grace goes a long way. It does. Um, Handshakes matter. I actually wrote the F word on there because I wanted to really drive that point home. Um, I am a huge advocate for handshakes. I have actually not hired people because they've given me limp dick handshakes. too firm shows that you're trying to overpower someone. Too limp shows that you don't have any self-respect or that you don't respect them. Never shake someone's hand sitting down. Always make eye contact when shaking someone's hand. And do not, under any circumstance, let someone put their hand on the top of yours while you're shaking their hand without then putting your hand on top of theirs. A lot of people will not do that last part. And when you shake someone's hand and they put their hand on top of them, mm-hmm. they are dominating you. That is a right. form of dominance. They're showing you that I am better than you. So you take your other hand if, mm-hmm. you, if you can. You know, um, I would drop whatever the hell I'm holding in my other hand to grab that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. That is a, that's, that's an important thing to me. Um, a man should know how to cook and cook well. Um, not enough to get by, but like in a way that he can satisfy those that he's catering to. I don't, uh, conform to the idea that women should be the only ones who can cook in a house. I think that life skills are life skills. It's no different than a woman being able to main, maintain the car. The man should know how to cook. Um, in the event that you are a single man and you are trying to impress a woman, if you were able to bring her house and properly cook her a meal, that goes a long way. It does. It does. Um, obviously, if you get into a traditional value relationship or traditional marriage, you may not have to ever cook again, which is super dope. But mm-hmm. I can cook. Yeah. <laughs> um, a man should not be afraid to be a servant. Serve those that you love. Be gracious, but do not fear the opposite if needed to be a savage. We get so caught up in the, the negative undertones of submission mm-hmm. that people don't want to be the one to serve another person. Right. And I, and, and I use serve in this, this scenario more than submit because it is important to know that the things that I do for love and do out of love is a form of servitude. I mm-hmm. do them because I want to make you happy. I am serving you in these things. Right. Do not be afraid to be that person if you are trying to be a good man. Um, at the same time, 
if you need to be a savage, be capable of doing so. Uh, pick up the tab. If you invite, it is your duty to pay, period. It does not matter if it is a date with friends, uh, a physical date with a woman, or whatever the case may be. If it is your idea, it is your dime. I catch so much flack on this because people are like, I'm not paying for somebody else's meal. Blah, 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 blah. Rule of the gentleman states, if you invite, you pay. If you offer to pay and it is declined, you offer a maximum amount of three times. On the third time, it is rude if you press any further. So if somebody's like, no, I got it. And you're like, no, I have it. And it's not a big deal. And they're like, are you sure? And you're like, yes, I'm sure. And they're like, come on, I really don't want you to pay for me. At that point, you can offer one more time and that is it. If they say no at that point, you are not, you don't press. It's rude. Um, a man is not late. If you are on time, you are late. If you cannot account for traffic, that is a problem. Um, being late shows an overall lack of self-discipline. And as far as I'm concerned, if you are not 15 minutes early to where you are supposed to be, you are not on time. Traffic happens. Um, you know, flat tires happen. Gas station runs happen. You never know what's going to hold you up. So you always give yourself ample time to get to where you're going without being late. If you are one of those people who are always punctual and you're never late because you adhere to these things in the event that there is an actual emergency and you call, no one's going to ever think twice about it because they know that you are never late. Yeah. Um, take pride in your appearance and your hygiene. Yes. I understand that there are a lot of blue collar men out there that constantly got dirt underneath their nails. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're an outside worker and you're taking your woman on a date, you know that you got a good pair of boots and you got nice clothes that you can wear. Take the extra time, clean yourself up, make yourself presentable for your woman. Um, your hygiene is super important. Also, nobody wants to be around somebody who smells, stinky breath, bad teeth, whatever the case may be. If you have the opportunity to take an extra 15 seconds to clean yourself up, do it at all costs. Um, give up your seat and your coat. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that if there are no seats and I'm sitting down and a woman walks in the room and I don't know her, I'm getting up. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who it is. I'm not going to be the one that's holding the seat. And you see there's hostility about this all over the internet because of people on subway trains and things like that saying that, you know, women want equal rights. They don't get the seats anymore, blah, blah, blah. I've seen women screaming on a train about who's going to be a gentleman and let me have my seat. And I hate that all of that is a thing. So me personally, regardless of how others may view it or feel about it in the event that I am sitting down and a woman walks into a place, I will give my seat up. Um, I'm not giving my coat to a stranger unless I'm physically giving it to them and not expecting it back because I will not take clothes from somebody that could have scabies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in my opinion, everyone could have scabies. Um, Okay. Actively listen when she talks. Actively listen. Actively comprehend. Right. Selective hearing is a thing. If I've got my phone in my hand and you say something to me, unless you you tell me specifically I need your undivided attention, there is a strong possibility you're getting maybe 40% of my attention. So I'm going to have to set my phone down and go, okay, babe, I'm sorry I was not listening. I only heard about 40% of what you said. I need you to repeat yourself. You have my undivided attention. You need to be actively listening. Cell phones and distractions in the home are a huge um factor and people having a hard time having proper communication. So actively listen when she talks. Um, Going back to the protector thing, protect those who are weaker than you. This doesn't always necessarily mean mean your woman. Obviously you protect kids, you protect weaker men if that is a thing. Um, 
At the same time, be careful in the things that you get involved in. Sometimes you're going to get yourself in something you really don't need to be involved in, but I don't abide bullying. So if I see somebody running their mouths or picking on an older person or something like that, you need to step up and and be a man and handle that. Um, Be goal-oriented. A goal-oriented gentleman talks about ideas and progress, not other people. If they gossip to you, they will gossip about you. This is a a huge thing for me because I don't participate in gossip. Mm -hmm. If somebody has something that they want to say to me about somebody that I know, my answer to them is always, why are you saying this while they're not standing here? And I mean that. Mm -hmm. If you have something negative to say and they're not here to defend themselves, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it, especially if I love that person because it's going to create conflict between you and I. Right. Um, Not, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, So... Remember your goals. Remember the the progress that you want to have and who you want to be and do not get caught up in gossip. And if you are around gossiping people who are not making you a better man, providing you with ideas to move forward and being goal-oriented, you need to find another social circle. Somebody just commented on our podcast and said it's better than Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The Um, flattery, though. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Be intentional with your words. Think before you speak. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that this is a foreign concept to a lot of people. Also, admit when you are wrong. That is a very hard thing for a lot of people to do. Swallow that ego. Yep. Thinking before you speak is something that was drilled into me as a kid because I would say the most off-the-wall dumbest shit and my parents would get so pissed about it. And I had to hear it over and over and over again, especially if I was in trouble and trying to make excuses. Stop, think before you answer me because Mm -hmm. if you lie or you say something stupid, you're going to get in trouble. I hear that still in my head. Think before you speak. And I have no problem admitting my guilt or my flaws if I'm called on my shit as long as I'm able to understand where my my fault in that is. I'm not going to just take responsibility or take the blame for everything. I will take accountability for everything. No matter what, I will take accountability. But blame and responsibility for those things are two different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And being able to admit you're wrong makes you a strong man. That is an emotional maturity that a lot of people lack. Mm -hmm. Um. Do not overindulge in a public setting. You would think that this is a common sense thing. This could be alcohol. It could be overeating. It could be anything. You have to have your wits about you at all times. If you go out to eat and you overeat and you're busting at the seams and something happens, you are not going to be capable of really reacting because you're overindulged, you're full, whatever. Same thing if you're drunk, uh, whatever. I'm also a big proponent of anything worth doing is worth doing in excess. Right. right. I'm going to go 100% all in every time I do something, which is why I'm not willing to do these things in public. So in the event that I want to have a drink, uh, which I don't drink, I've, I've been sober now for eight months. In the event that I wanted to have a drink, it's going to be behind closed doors where I know that I am safe. And if if you're here, like we're safe in the house having a drink, I will not overindulge in any public setting no matter what. Right. Um, I've even gotten really good about not overeating when we're in public because I don't want to feel overfull in the, in the event that I have to run or defend or whatever. I don't want to be that guy. Um, so there's that one. Um, this is 30 minutes of this. There's no way that I could have done this. In a, you're right. It would have been at least 10, minute, 10, 10 yeah. different podcasts or um, TikToks. <clears throat> um, your reputation matters protected at all costs. This does not mean that if somebody says something bad about you to fucking get on the internet and rip them apart and get caught up in their negativity and their nonsense because people like drama and they want to do that. But if you are trying to build a business, your reputation of who you are as a person will absolutely affect your business. If somebody starts attacking your business, you need to do things to show that that is not who you are. Engaging with the lesser man is not always the way to do it. Sometimes you can, behind the scenes, utterly destroy their business. 
You could do things to slow them down. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes dirty shit you can do, but do not engage with them publicly. Make sure that your reputation is spotless if you can. Do good acts, good services. Be a good servant to your community. That is a good way to protect your reputation. It is. Um, a gentleman, gentleman never puts his hand on a woman. This does not mean that you can allow her to abuse you. However, if you can eliminate a threat without physical harm as you leave a situation, do so. In the event that you are a violent woman and decided to put your hands on me, I know that I am capable, even with you swinging on me, to get out of, out of the house. And there's nothing that you're going to be able to do short of like strapping me down or putting a gun to my head to keep me from leaving. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I have to hurt you on the way out the door. Um, I'm, I'm a huge proponent in not hitting women ever. Um, but I also think that at certain points there are women who, who push and push and push knowing that they're not going to get hit back. And there's a, a fine line there for me. I would personally not hit a woman, but I understand why men do right. when they are the attacker <clears throat> and the abuser in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but a gentleman does not do that. Um, know when you should watch your mouth and when you shouldn't. Not everything is worthy of a response. This kind of falls into your reputation. Um, this falls into defense. This falls into situational awareness. You do not have to respond to every slight insult, every scenario. Just because somebody is in your face or doing something, you have a choice to react or respond. And if you are reacting, you are doing so from an emotional standpoint and not a logical standpoint. And the outcome is going to be far worse than it would be if you took a second to think about what you're doing and respond accordingly. So know when to shut your mouth and when you don't have to. Um, perception is reality. Life doesn't dictate your attitude, but your attitude dictates how you will experience your life. If you change your attitude, it will be the shortest and most permanent route to changing your life. I cannot stress that enough. The way you view a situation will 100% dictate the outcome of that situation. I don't say we have a problem. Mm -hmm. I say we have an opportunity. Even with the hurricane, ripping the roofs off the building. We lost two businesses in that hurricane. We have opportunities. We can downsize the, the spaces, put everyone in one location if we wanted to. We have an opportunity to open in another state. Uh, we sold one of the buildings. We have a lot of things that, that are now a lot more feasible because this opportunity has arisen. If I was like, you know, the insurance company's not paying and we lost the roof and we lost the business and the insides are gutted and there's fucking mold everywhere and all of this nonsense, I'm looking at that entire scenario from a negative standpoint. All I'm going to do is make myself depressed. Right. Instead, I'm taking the reins, working with the insurance company, hoping that they can get their shit together. <laughs> um, we've gutted the units, sold one of the buildings. We are doing a lot to move forward in a positive light. That is going to get us closer to the goals that we had set for ourselves before the storm. Mm -hmm. It is an opportunity, not a problem. So, um, again, life doesn't dictate your attitude, but your attitude does dictate how you experience life. Procrastination leads to failure. Yes, it does. I am a huge proponent mm -hmm. for getting it done right now. Mm -hmm. If we get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and we have a whole day planned of shit to do and by 3 o'clock everything is done on that list, I have the rest of today to do whatever I want. I can lay on the couch. I can take a nap. I can watch TV. I can play with the kids. I can do whatever I want because I did my entire day worth of shit by 3 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Putting it off, well, you know, it's only 3 o'clock. I got the rest of the night to do this. Then at 10 o'clock at night, you're rushing to try to figure out what, how, you, know, what you have left to do. Sometimes those things are going to get pushed into the next day, yep. which is going to ruin your entire next day schedule. Mm -hmm. um, do not start something tomorrow that you can start today. Don't put it off. There's no reason for it. If you have the availability to get it done now, get it done now. The further ahead of your schedule you get, 
the easier your life is going to be because you're always going to have more time. You're using the same 24 hours in a day that everyone else has, but you're utilizing that time more efficiently. Yep. Um, in a negotiation, never make the first offer. <coughs> This is one of those things that comes down to more of a business standpoint, mm -hmm. but it also plays into relationships because you are constantly in negotiations with your partner. Yeah. Don't make the first offer. Let them make the first offer because then you know where things are going to go and you know how much room you have and you can counter offer in, in the event that you're in a business scenario, you're going to come out on top because the first offers are always the lowest. Why are you looking at me like that? So what if I don't make a first offer? Then we're not going to negotiate very well because I'm not making that first offer. Mm. Um, I feel like this is a old Western standoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, write your own eulogy. I was gonna. I was wondering if you were gonna put that in I, there. I am. I put that almost on everything yeah. because who you are now and who you are at fifty and sixty and seventy are going to be different people. So write mm -hmm. this often. Um, your goals in life are going to change. Who you are as a person is going to change. The things that are important to you are going to change. You need to always remember that this is not finite. Or infinite. Right. This is finite. We have a finite life. Once we are done here, that's it. You're not going to get a second chance. You don't get to come back. It, you know, if you're religious, you you have your you know your own belief system in that aspect. If you're not, you're going in a box. So make yeah. the best out of this, and and know that when you are gone, be the man that you once spoken about at your funeral. Um, I only have two left, and then we're done. Uh, be very specific with your goals. This is a simple concept that a lot of people struggle with because. New Year's resolutions, for example. I'm going to lose weight. Uh, I'm going to lose some weight next year. How much weight are you going to lose? What's your goal weight? How are you going to lose that weight? These matter. Right. So how are you going to lose your weight? Are you going to go to the gym? How often are you going to the gym? Which gym are you going to? What days are you training? What body parts? How much cardio are you going to do? What are your macros going to look like? The more specific you are with your goal, the more likely you are to succeed at that goal. Mm -hmm. I don't do New Year's New Year resolutions. Those, I call those the New Year lie to yourself because right. you are doing something just because it's expected to happen. If you really wanted to lose that weight, you wouldn't be waiting until the first of the year. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter that there's holidays and yummy food because you want to lose weight. If you want to have a nice house, where? Where do you want to have a nice house? How many bedrooms is it? What's the zip code? Show me what road you want to live on. What house is, is your dream home? I want to talk about the details. Right. How are you going to get there? Mm. You know that house is a, a half a million dollar home. You're making $60,000 a year. How are you going to make that work? Give me the details. Step by step by step. The more information you're able to give me, the better your successes or the better your chances of success in obtaining those goals. Um, and then lastly, if you are going to do something, give it everything you have or do not bother. If you are going to commit to something and you know that you're not going to give it 100% all out, no matter what, diving in ahead first, you are going to fail because you don't care enough about the outcome to truly be successful in that aspect. Every business that I've ever started, I've been head first, all in. I hate the term all in because people overuse that, but that is a thing for me. I'm going to make or break. I'm going to fucking die or this is going to be successful. And that's how I treat it. And most of my businesses have been successful when I've been involved in that manner until I pass it off to other people that don't have that all in mentality. Um, these are things that I believe make good men. And and this is just three pages. I could have I could have kept right. going. You know, oh, yeah. um, <coughs> there are a lot of things that are going to factor into your success. Um, success looks differently for different people. It does. Not everybody wants to be business owners. Mm -hmm. I will say that out of everyone that attempts to be an entrepreneur, only two percent make it. People who want to be entrepreneurs, which are people who build from inside of a business, 
and like level up and then create their own brand from that business is far more likely to succeed. Um, entrep- entrepreneurship for me looks like somebody like one of our guys um, wanting to open his own business mm-hmm. and me- him showing me that he has the ability to do so and me investing in his business and being a part owner while he slowly builds his brand and does what he does because he's shown me he has the mental fortitude and the capability of doing so. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to do that as a, a, a businessman on both sides than it is to go, I want to do this. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going for it. That's why the success rate of entrepreneurship is only 2%. Um, people are not willing to suffer. They're not willing to work the stupid hours. They're, they're not, not willing, willing to sacrifice. They're not willing to sacrifice. <clears throat> I, I, I am willing to live in my car. Yeah. I'll get rid of my cell phone. I'll get rid of all my junk food. I will eat tuna fish out of a bag for months on end, if that's what it takes to get me to where I'm, I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. And I am like that in every single scenario. Once I have my mind made up that this is what's going to happen, I'm going to suffer as much as I have to to make that happen until I'm ready to lose everything. I will put it all on the line. And I am successful because I've done that over and over and over again, and I know what I'm capable of. I have enough belief in who I am and what I'm capable of doing. I'm going to fucking make this work. A lot of people lack that that uh, accountability in themselves. They lack the the ability to be uncomfortable. Why are you looking at me like that? that? Everything you just said just made me fall in love with you all over. <laughs> you know it though. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's when it this this podcast has been three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. We had a conversation, and within three weeks, everything was here. The room was set up. Mm-hmm. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, business cards, everything that we needed to do to have this business ready. I did in three weeks. Mm-hmm. We've been making content right now. You're getting ready to go and cover for one of the people at the shop and it, you have to be there in two hours. Yeah. I was like, babe, we have three hours. Let's go make a podcast real quick. We have content. We are doing everything that we can. I'm, I'm even talking to other people like Ian who wants to come in and have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. If we can build this thing and build the coaching business and really get that going, that is an easy form of revenue for you because any businesses that we create together changes our prenuptial. Right you are going to get 50% of that business in the event that anything ever goes wrong. In the event that I don't want to do this anymore, it's your responsibility. You get to run the business. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like that that's a thing for you. We are mm-hmm. building something for your future now, but I am killing myself to make sure that all this works so much so that I've lost sleep over it. You have. I want to make sure that this is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it everything I have or I'm not going to bother. The The three weeks that we've put into this, I could have been watching TV. I could have been focused on the other businesses. I could have been working with construction guys to build out at the um, the expansion, all the things that I could be doing, I have been trying to um, categorize and, and prioritize everything throughout the day. Um, that same mindset adheres to your family. Right. If you are going to be a father, <coughs> be a father. If you are not in the picture for whatever reason, there is no excuse to not be a father. If your kids move away to another state... That's a, that's a different story. But if you live in the same town, there's no reason that you can't see your kids. If you can't get along with the mom, fix that shit. It's not easy. No one ever said any of this is going to be easy, but it's necessary. You have a child. If you can't afford your children, get another job. Get two jobs. There are people who come to this country and become legal immigrants that work three, four, and five jobs to make something of themselves. And within that first generation of them being here have created generational wealth Mm -hmm. because the opportunities that we have in this country are unlike anywhere else. I have no pity, no patience for excuses. If you really want something in life, get the fuck up and go get it. Mm -hmm. 
I think that those are the qualities that make a man a man. It does go on for a minute, yeah. yeah. Just let it ride. Fuck it. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything that you would like to add to any of this? Because I, I kind of really did just make you sit here so that I had somebody to look at while I was talking. Well, I'm I'm the person to look at. You're my person to look at. All right. I feel like you should be honored that I wanted to sit here with you while you did that. I love that you sat here. <laughs> I think you, you hit some really good points. Like everything you listed is how I view a man should be as well. So I agree with all of it. As a traditional woman who wants a traditional man, like you fucking nailed it. Sorry. Oh, I want it. Why? Because I said the uh, I've, I've dropped it a few times too. My mom, I, I, I am trying to be better because I, I respect that woman, but mm-hmm. it is very difficult for me not to use those words when I intentionally want to use them. Right. And as she said, it's a her thing, not a me thing. So she doesn't care that I do it. She just, it bothers her. So I am trying to be better for her. Um, I also think that it's important as a man to spend dinner time with your family. Yes. If you are able to, if your job allows it to happen, to be home at night, to sit down as a family and have dinner uninterrupted is a very big thing. People underestimate the quality time that comes in not having your phone in your hand, not having the TV on. You know, we are able to pick up a lot of things that we would have not picked up with the kids. Like when we watch TV in the living room and they're eating their chicken nuggets while watching TV because we happen to get fast food that night. Mm -hmm. We may not hear them chewing with their mouth open. They're sitting in front of us watching TV. When we sit at the table and they're chewing with their mouth open, we hear them. Hey, don't do that. Close your mouth. Be a gentleman. Like, be respectful. You're not a cow. You're not raising a barn. Let's go. Like, get better. Um, Those small things, those nuances are things that you will only pick up if you are uninterrupted, undistracted, and giving your full attention to the people that you're with. Um, Having dinner. how How was school today? What did you learn? Oh, you didn't learn anything? Then why did you go to school? Tell me something that you learned today. Mm-hmm. Then you can have a conversation about it and you can en- enhance that. You can you can pick up where school left off and teach them something else about that subject. There are so many things that happen in a family dynamic when both parents and the kids are engaged with each other completely. Um, not to mention, those are times that the kids, when they grow up, are going to remember. Right. I was not a part of, of Danielle and JJ's life their entire time. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that when they lived next door to me and I was able to go over there and eat dinner with them and they prayed and they did their food thing and, and like she made JJ go wash up before sitting down on the table, all of that, I remember those. I remember some of those meals and some of those conversations. It was 30 years ago, but I remember that. And I remember how important that was to me when I saw how that family dynamic worked together like that. I wanted that because I didn't have that home. You know, we right. had pizza and soda almost every night or, or you know, McDonald's. Yeah, that's why I was so overweight as a kid. Those kind of dynamics go a long way. Um, we're forty-five minutes. I think I should call it. I don't. I don't want to keep going because I could. I could. Right. I could do this all day. I also don't want you to start repeating yourself on things. Yeah, I mean, I would do that too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But do you have anything that you would like to add from a woman's standpoint on what makes a man a man? Not on the spot like that. If I had some time to think about it, probably. But you, this you, is also making you, me. Will you make a TikTok about it? Make a TikTok about what? About what I just asked you. So you have time to think about it. I might have to have like a sit down platform like this. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. I'll I'm sit also, over here in silence and be your eye candy for a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm put yeah. on a tank top so you can see the hamburger sticking out of the shirt. Yeah. Why don't you put on overalls? I have them. The black ones? Yeah. They're in there. No shirt. Yeah. You want me to put on the hat? But they can't pan to you. No. Well, I this mean. This is purely for me. So then we'll just only do one camera. Okay. All right. What were you going to say though about, because you said this is. I don't know. I'm all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, 
Now this has me thinking like things that make a gentleman a gentleman. What if I did one for ladies? That is a phenomenal idea. Right? Because I like to think of myself as a pretty elegant, sophisticated woman. Well, we have been asked, other than cooking and cleaning, what makes a traditional woman a traditional woman? We've actually been asked that numerous yeah. times. That I mean, for you to do that, you are mm-hmm. essentially doing exactly what I just did. So, because there are certain things that I do that I not expect another woman to do. Right. Like taking your boots off for you after a long day. I love doing that for you. Me too. That is a act of service for mm-hmm. me. And I love it. But you say that, you know, like I did, there yeah. are things in here that I do that I don't expect others to do. This, right. These are these are my beliefs mm-hmm. and you can be on board with them or not. I don't care. I'm just giving you my my perspective. If you pick 10 of these things that I've laid out and it makes you a better person because you adhere to those things, it was worth having this podcast. One person doing one thing makes this 45 minutes worthwhile. Yeah. You should absolutely do it for the ladies. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You're not doing anything on Sunday. You want to record it then? That's Christmas. All right. We're not really doing it. Do it after dinner. Yeah. I mean, we did cancel the live on TikTok. Yeah. I wanted to like cuddle and watch a movie and not rush dinner. I think that we should, uh, we'll talk about that after this. I think that we could do both, but dope. All right, guys. Thank you for turning in, turning in, (laughs) tuning in. Um, (coughs) You really need to get over that. (laughs) Um, I know the audacity of my human form. How how dare you have phlegm? Uh, Unacceptable. We'll see you guys later.